Welcome to MPT Podcast. This is Pastor Tim Wilbanks. We pray that this Word of God will bless your life and ministry increase God's blessing upon you. 1 Samuel 17, verse 40, getting to the Word of the Lord. God always has something for you. And I know you change seating, and that's phenomenal. As you change seats, change your spirit. You may give me dyslexia this morning. I may read backwards. So I'm going to preach from the end of the message to the front of it. And he took his staff in his hand and chose him five smooth stones out of the brook, put them in the shepherd's bag, which he had even in a scrape. And his sling was in his hand. And he drew near to the Philistine. And the Philistine came on and drew near unto David and the man that bare the shield went before him. And when the Philistines looked about and saw David, he disdained him for he was but a youth and a ruddy. He was just a little punk of a, a, a fire complexion. And the Philistines said unto David, Am I a dog that thou comest me with a staff? The Philistine cursed David by his God. And the Philistine said to David, David, <laughs> Philistine said to David, come to me and I'll give the flesh and the fowls of the air and the beasts of the field. Then David said to the Philistines, thou comest to me with a sword and with a spear and with a shield. But I come to thee in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of of the armies of Israel whom thou despised. This day, somebody shout this day, will the Lord deliver thee in my hand and I will smite you and take thy head from thee and I'll give it to the carcasses, the host of the Philistines this day under the fowls of the air. I'm going to feed you. To the wild beasts of the earth and all the earth may know that there is a God of Israel comes a time you got to feed the devil's head to the to the beast. Somebody shout now. Father, we love you, God. I thank you for the absolute anointing of your spirit. I thank you for the anointing of the glory that's fell on this house because it's a sign that the people here, their hearts are hungry and they're stretching forth for you. It's a, it's a sign. It's a sign, God, that where two or three are gathered in thy name, you are in the midst. And for Father, we already know, oh, they're, they're, they have gathered in your name. They have gathered with unity. Father, today I come to see us move further and closer to you. One more step. And I'm asking for your divine, your divine, your divine intervention in this house today to those who need to hear your voice, need to hear and see a direction. Help us today, Father, with these good people. They're mighty people. They're great people. Bless them in your holy name, we pray in Jesus' mighty name. And everybody give God a praise and thank him for what he's going to do. Somebody shout, it's my day. You can be seated. Why is it there's so many that choose to sit where they have been for so long and hear that there's a better life, yet they still sit there? Number one, they don't think that they can overcome where they are. They don't think, I can overcome where I am right now. 
Number two, they have not fed their knowledge enough how to get out or to change where they are to get to a better destiny. Number three, they don't want to break family traditions but stay like they are because family's always been that way. Four, they're lazy. Five, they don't believe that they can become what the Word of God is telling them. But it is God's will today. It is God's will today for us to move forward uh, after we are born again and feel the Spirit of God. It is God's will for us not to stay the same. It's God's will for us to progress, not to back, back down. It's God's will. How, and to have the authority and dominion over every enemy and every obstacle that me and you face, it is God's will. It is God's will that we move forward and grow in the spirit and in life itself. But you see, sure, prosperity, it will not come without discipline in our lives. It will, it will not come without stepping out into a different place with discomfort coming also. The reason that some, saint of God, have not moved forward, they are being there so long and that way so bad, so long, it's been so bad that they don't think they can change the way that they live or how they act. But I'm here to tell you before God, there's more for you. I said there's more for you. I'm not believing no devil. I'm not believing no human knowledge. I'm not believing nobody's opinion. I'm here to tell you God's word. There's more for you spiritually. Does that mean that I can come out of what I am? Yes, you can. Can I change who I am? Yes, you can. But to get there, you got to get up from where you're at and you got to start moving and fighting for the change. Eating the same food spiritually, you eat it over and over and over. God tells us there's more. Somebody shout, there's more for me. First Corinthians 2 and 9, but it is written, I have not seen, ear heard, neither have entered into the hearts of men the things which God, which God, which God had prepared for them that love them. Somebody shout, there's more for me. Why sit there, why sit there when there's more promise for us? Why sit there when there's more for your home, more for your marriage, more for your life, more for your spirit? My God, if God's promised you more, you're to get up and tell the devil, I'm tired of listening to you today. I'm tired of believing you today because I know that God's got more for my life and I'm going to go after today no matter how far I got to fight, no matter what I got to push, no matter what I got to go through. There's more for me. Why sit there when there's more? Where you are, all you see is the affliction that you're facing that's battling you, that's caused you to where you are in life right now. I know some of you have been there so long, you've even said it to yourself, I don't think I can get out of this. But you see, maybe you've let yourself go so long that you don't care anymore or you don't think that there can be a change. I'm here to tell you, there is knowledge out there, if you seek it, will change your thinking. There's knowledge out there, if you'll read it, it'll change your thinking. 
I'm telling you, that devil's convincing you that you're going to stay right where you are, die right where you are, and live right where you are. But the force of the Almighty God is telling you this morning, I got more for you in the spirit. I got more for you in prosperity. I got more for you in the hell. I'm telling you now, God's trying to scream to some of you say, I got more for you. You ain't got it all yet. God promises us more, more miracles, more healing, more blessings, prosperity, spiritual and deliverance. We are God's people. Some of you don't even know that, do you? I said, we are God's people. If you're born again, covered with his blood, filled with the Holy Ghost, guess what? You're his child. We're God's people and we should We should be testifying today about more victories. We should be standing declaring, let me tell you what me and God took down. Let me tell you what me and God defeated. Let me tell you what me and God went through. We shouldn't be here whining and crying about how hard it is and oh, bless me and pity on me and all that. You should be standing as a child of God and say, let me tell you what me and my God did. It's going to happen if you get up. It's going to happen if you move forward. You can't stay where you stand and see miracles take place in your life. Oh, the Holy Ghost spoke to me the other day. And I read this, Paul tells the Hebrews. He said, you need, to, you need to move on. There's more for you. Even Paul had the same problem I'm facing. And the church is today. He tells them the problem. In Hebrews 6, 1 through 3, Paul says, so let us stop going over the basic teachings about Christ again and again and again. He said, let us go on instead to become mature in our understanding. Surely we don't need, he said, to start again. Surely I don't need to keep preaching the fundamental uh, doctrine, importance of repentance. Surely I don't need to keep preaching about, you know, the evil deeds and place and all this thing about placing our faith in God. Surely I don't need to keep doing that. He said, you don't need further instructions about baptism, laying out of hands, resurrection of the dead, and eternal judgment. He said, you've had enough of it. Verse 3, he said, so God willing that we will move forward to further understanding. It's God's will. All some people want to hear is a preach me a one God message. Preach me this and preach me that. You've heard enough of it. That's why you're comfortable. But God's bringing the word to the church. I want to stretch your understanding. I want to give you more knowledge that there's more for you. You better hear what I'm fixing to tell you. The devil don't determine your future. The devil don't determine what you get. You determine it. And you need to rise up and say, I will not lay down. I will not quit. I'm going to fight. I'm going to push. I'm going to crawl. I'm going to climb until I get what's mine. So to satisfy some, that's all they want to hear because they can break their little holy Bible in a church and sit down and, I want you to preach on eternal judgment. Well, we know what's going to happen. If you die lost, you're going to hell. 
We know it's seven times hotter. We know all that. Is that all you want to hear? Is that what stirs your boat? Paul said it. He said, we need to move on. Somebody shout, move on. That's what God's trying to get this church to do. That's all some wants to hear. There's more, Paul said. Your, your, your faith, hear me, listen to what I'm saying. Your faith needs to increase and your spirit needs to grow stronger. I don't want to hit you or not. Your faith needs to increase because all things are possible with faith. And your spirit needs to increase to overcome the very self-will of yourself which destroys a lot of our walk with God. You ready? That there can be more testimonies about giants being killed. God wants us to move on from the norm and start increasing our faith and our spirit where we can be standing and testifying about, let me tell you about the giant I killed. Let me tell you what I overcome. Let me tell you how I grew. Let me tell you what I come out of. Let me tell you what happened. Come on. That's where God's trying to move the church, to move our faith higher and our spirit stronger. God, I feel him. The more you have confidence, the more you have confidence over your battle, you will fight until you win. You see, shout, there's more. There's more victories. There's more healings. There's more prosperity. There's more blessing. There's more strength. There's more increase. Somebody rare back shouting the devil's faith. It's mine. Say there's more. You ain't, God ain't out enough. He ain't run out of enough. He, he ain't empty. He ain't empty on healings. He ain't empty on miracles. He ain't empty on blessing. He ain't empty on prosperity. He's got enough. He just wants you to get up. I said he wants you to get up and fight for it. He wants you to fight for it. First Samuel 17, hear me. David, David had been sent to the battlefield to deliver some food to his brothers from his father Jesse. As he is talking to his brothers, standing there, here comes a giant out and defies Israel, cursing God in vain. When they saw him, the Bible said they fled back into their caves. There was a difference in David and Israel right there. David had been given more understanding about God in battles. You see, Israel, hear me, had stayed behind the rocks and in the crevices of the caves. They didn't learn nothing. You can stay behind all that good stuff, the oneness, the eternal judgment, laying on the hands. That's all you want to hear. Oh, but when a giant comes and challenges you, I'm going to say this in a way that ain't, the doctrine of the oneness ain't going to kill a giant. 
Laying on the hands ain't going to kill a giant. Knowing about eternal judgment ain't going to kill a giant. But I'll tell you what will kill a giant is when God, when you grow in the knowledge of faith in God and your spirit grows in prayer life. Come on. How can you tell me that you're going to be a spirit part of a spiritual church when you say you ain't even got time to pray? You will not make it to heaven because then you're living in carnality. And carnality ain't going to get you through the gates of. So either you get rid of your kids and sell your house and quit your job or go to hell. So quit giving me the excuse that you ain't got time. You sit and watch TV two or three hours. You go to Walmart. You do what you want to. I'm here to tell you there's more for you, but you got to go after it. You got to fight for it. There's more miracles. There's more healing. There's more prosperity. Come on, folks. You got to get up and go after it. Quit your sour face looking person. Get yourself up. God loves you. God loves you. You're important. You're important to him. You're important. You're an important individual. He's got more for you, Brother Eddie. Y'all in my spit zone right here, boys. Yeah, I saw this change. I said, oh, God's moving in this church. When some of them got closer, I said, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just warn you, this is a spit zone. Amen. Say, there's more for me. Why in God's name is all you do is look sour? You ain't going to make it. But you're anointed. Say, I'm anointed. I'm here to tell you. I told the leadership this morning, there's more I've got coming in my life. There's more things I'm fixing to do. I'm going to rock your world. I'm going to shake your mind up. What else you going to do, preacher? You're going to be amazing. I ain't sitting still in the same old, same old junk when God's got more for me in my life in this church. Let me tell you something. We're headed to a good place. We're headed to a powerful place. We're headed to miracles, signs, and wonders and not just talking about them, but we're going to see them. There's prosperity coming to you. Israel stayed behind the caves in the rocks hiding from the giant. When you refuse to learn, you'll stay. When you refuse, listen to me. When you refuse to learn, you'll stay in the, behind the rocks in the caves. Because God, you understand, David knew that there was more for Israel. He knew right then. Because David had given him victory before he had got to the battlefield. But get this, the Lord already kind of played with my mind the other day. The same place that you are now with the same knowledge will keep you in the same place. Did you hear what I said? Now, I know you don't read, but I do. I'm going to take my time. Because if I don't read it, you ain't going to read it. Neuroscience tells us that nerve cells, they fire together, wire together. The familiar expression, we're hard, hardwired that way, describes how we automatically think and behave. The more you have a thought, the more it literally hardwired into your brain. 
The danger is that habitual thoughts can blind us from our own realities and preventing us from challenging old patterns that limit us. You ready? Have you ever walked down a field across the lawn in the same spot over and over and over and over again? A pathway is naturally formed, is it not? You see, with time and repetition, this pathway becomes more established, forming a rut. Forming a rut. You ready? And it said, the more you use it, the easier it is to keep, keep using it. You see, evidently, it becomes a second nature to us that we forgot the path. It's either necessary, it's not necessary, or it's required. Nor is it always the best route to take. Y'all got it? Your brain works the same way, always looking for the ways to be more effective. When you have the same thought, you consistently allow it to travel on the same axis, reinforcing the natural pathway. You see, with enough repetition, it becomes quite easy, even automatic. Your brain quickly and surely travels the same way and the same thought. You hear me? Some got this book. It don't even bother you. Still gonna suck on your thumb and suck on your pass and your lick your sucker and you ain't gonna change. I'm gonna talk that way. I'm just telling you, it's time for us to freaking grow up. Amen. There's more blessings for you. You may not see it right now, brother Josh, but I see it ahead of you. It's there. You how, Pastor? How in the world is it for me? It's there. You may not see it in the calamity, in the battle, and the challenge you're in right now, but I'm telling you, it's there. You're gonna have to get up and fight for it. You got sometimes you gotta you all the time. You gotta get out of the rut that you walk in and say, "Hey, that ain't getting me nowhere. That ain't getting me nowhere. I gotta change how I'm praising. I gotta change how I worship. I gotta change how I pray. I gotta change how I give. I gotta change how I live." Come on, if I needed a miracle, I'd be willing to give up anything for a miracle. I say I'd be willing to sacrifice anything for a miracle. I'm changing. I've changed a lot. Get ready, baby. I'm changing a whole lot more. This church is going to grow. I'm going to see some of you be richer than you've ever been rich. I'm going to see some of you more anointed than you've ever been anointed. I'm going to see some of you smarter than you've ever been smart. Listen to this. Your brain works the same way. Follow me. Notice he said, I said, the same way rather than the best way. You see, over time, these paths become ingrained and feel natural, even inevitable. When nothing could be further from the truth, your habitual thoughts feel inescapable. So what's wrong with some of you? They're coming habitual thoughts. You thought it so long, you don't even think you can get out of it. It ain't amazing God's trying to stretch us and get us more and some of them don't want to go. And I don't understand that. You ready? With enough repetition, it becomes quite easy and even automatic. Your brain quickly and surely travels the same way. Listen to this. 
Your habitual thoughts, inescapable, thank you, thank you, inescapable, is like worn paths, mighty and sure. Your training, safety, are predictable. They, yet they won't take you anywhere new. A path can lead you somewhere desirable or undesirable over and over again. But get the, the good news. Somebody shout good news. As we've already begun to explore is that your brain can adapt and can change. You ready? You ready? It can change. The flexibility called neuroplasticity provides another fundamental truth that we can take from neuroscience. Nerve cells that no longer fire together no longer wire together. You ready? Your brain isn't like fixed in concrete. It's like plastic. It can be molded, rewired, reprogrammed to serve you better. New pathways can be formed, allowing new ways of thinking emerge. Wouldn't it be great if we could just do it instantly? But guess what? Unfortunately, because of the voice that we continually hear in our head, this was as a challenging, yet it's doable. Because every time you're going to try to change, here comes that voice of that same path. Wait a minute. You can't go that way. You can't do that. You know, I like what you did, like Brother Jody had you all switched up, sitting in pews. If you could change a pew, come on, church. Come on, church. I'm going to scream it as loud as I can. God's got more for you. That devil's lying to you. Life's lying to you. Your flesh is lying to you. you come on, your adversary's lying to you. There's more for you. Somebody ought to shout, it's mine. Say, I'm going to get it, it's mine. My God, I feel my mighty Holy Ghost on me. The more that you have for you, the, I know voices, somebody shout voices, of your affliction is telling you, 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 have, you know, you've gone too far, you can't get nothing. You'll never get no better. The voices of poverty is telling you, 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 you'll never have any more. The voices of the battle is telling you, you'll be defeated. The voices tell you, I'm here and you will not move me. David tells Saul, listen to this, tells him the qualities and what will qualify him for the battle with Goliath. He said, I fought a bear and I fought a lion and killed him with my bare hands. What if... This is what the Lord played with my mind on. What if David had just stayed in the field with the sheep he saved and repeatedly told that story over and over again? I said it this morning to the leadership. I'm going to say it to the church. Let me tell you something, you old folks. Quit pointing your fingers at the youth of what they're not doing. You need to look at yourself what you're not doing. Let me tell you this. Let me tell you how to make them an un unordinary church. It's when we break out of our ordinary ways and we start doing unordinary things. When you come to the church and pray, when the church ain't on a prayer call, prayer meeting, when you go on a fast, when the pastor ain't called you to fast, 
when you give an offering, a very special offering without being called to give an offering, when you get out and walk the aisle, when nobody else is walking the aisle, come on, church. You got to break out of the ordinary unto the unordinary for things to happen. I want somebody to understand there's more for you. Anybody hearing anything? You better. What if David had just, what if he just stayed there, saints? And that, that, that's all he talked about, the sheep. You know, I, you know, hey, guys, the other day, you remember a few weeks ago, come on, I, I killed that lion. Remember that? Man, I killed that. For him to know that there was more for him, you ready? He had to go take the food to his brothers. Come on, saints. He had to move. Somebody shout, he had to move. Move on to make a change take place. It's time, saint of God, to go to the battlefield and fight. It will not change without a fight. Ah, I'm going to tell you. I'm going to say it again. It will not change without a fight. Well, well Pastor, you know, my spouse won't help me. Whoop to do. Fight yourself. Let me say it again. If that's all you're waiting on, is that why you're sucking on your thumb? And, oh, my spouse ain't heavy. Your spouse ain't going to get you in the pearly gates. It's going to be you that gets you in the pearly gates. If there's going to be a change, you need to tie your bootlaces up, tighten your belt up and say, hey, it's time to go to war. I ain't going to die here. I ain't going to be like this. I understand this more. Maybe if you made a change, there'll be a change in your house. Come on, somebody. How many feels in the Holy Ghost that God's telling you there's more for you? There's more for you. There's more for your spirit, more for your life. Get your finger out of their face. Don't you accuse them. It's their fault. God's waiting on us. I'm hurrying. What's going to take, what's, what is it going to take you to cause you to rise and fight for a change? What's it going to cause? Fight for a change that will promote your life. David did not follow Israel and run to the caves. You ready? Listen to this. Listen to this. Stop following people who don't want, who don't want to fight for a change. You'll never move Onto greater victories. Just because they, they don't want to fight to change their spiritual life, don't follow them. Don't let nobody inspire you when they say, I don't have time to pray. I'm going to get away from it. You ain't got time to pray. You got a serious problem. I'm going to keep saying it, keep saying it. This is to be a spiritual church. Listen. Those that don't want to work and move forward, don't follow them. Come on, don't, 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 don't take that challenge. But David moved on. You've got to take the challenge to move forward. David goes into the place that he would meet Goliath. He took the challenge. Remember David is moving forward because of what he learned in the field back home. My God, we've learned enough about laying hold of hands. We've learned enough about eternal judgment should put the fear of God in your life. 
We've learned enough about the oneness of God that you could destroy any other doctrine. What God needs is a church that will grow in faith that can testify about killing giants. It's time for us to get up and us to move on from where we are. It's time to grow in the knowledge of God. He would have never learned about defeating Goliath if he had stayed in the backfields. He would have never learned about defeating giants. Now, now, his faith is fixing to grow greater. What he's being taught is going to be used now. There's more for us. Say more for us. There's more for you. You're, there's more for you. Man, I feel this. Mm, Holy Ghost. You've got to move out of where you've been so long. Pastor, I want to I want to move with God. I want to grow in God. And I'm screaming, move. This is you. I scare you a little bit. Catch your balance. You sound right, Brother Jason? And I scream, hey! Get back the same rut. Get out. You may have to climb a mountain. You may have to run down a rough road. You may have to fight. Get out. Man, God, I got to cut it short. How will you know there's more if you don't move? How do you know, you ready, that God can't fill you with the Holy Ghost unless you come? Yeah. Repent of your sins. God, I ask you forgive me. Forgive me my sins, Lord. I've been a sinner and asked God for your forgiveness. Now, will you fill me with your spirit? That's all you got to do. Repent. Repent. But all you do is sit in that pew. I'm going to do it one day. This is you. Man, I'm going to grow in God. I want to grow in the kingdom. I know it's a battle. I'm scared. Step out. As the voice of the giant was challenging David, cursing him in the name of the Lord, David said, you come with me with a spear and a sword and a shield, but boy, I come to you in the name of the Lord. You know what you ought to do? You ought to step up to your feet, step out and say, I come to you. Devil of hell, I come against you in the name of the Lord. 
out of this. I'm going to grow in my life. Stand to your feet, please. Please. We're not giving up. Say, I'm not giving up. Say, I'm not giving up on God. Say, I'm not giving up on truth. Say, I'm not giving up on holiness. I'd rather have her up here than in jail. First Samuel 17. I'm going to tell you, the Lord's talked to somebody. Please, First Samuel 17, 49, please. And David put his hand in his bag. And took this a stone and slain and smote the Philistine in his forehead. And that stone sunk in the forehead, fell upon the face of the earth. I'm going to hold you just a thought right there. God anointed that stone so strong that it sunk within his skull. So David, what does it say? Prevailed. Oh, the Philistines with a sling and with a stone. He smote the Philistine and slew him, for there was no sword in the hand of David. Therefore David ran. He stood up on that foul Philistine, took the sword from him, drew it out of his sleeve, and therefore it slew him, cut off his head wherewith. And when the Philistines saw their champion was dead, they fled. Let me tell you what's going to change your life. You ready? I'm going to, I'm going to shock you. When you quit talking about I'd give up anything for a miracle. But when David, hear me, when he killed the Philistine, rest of the enemy saw it and fled. You want a relief in your life? When the enemy sees you step out, And make that change. He's going to say, well, oh. I hope this freaks him out today, y'all. He's hunting you. Some of you right now, they ain't at church. They ain't at church. He's walking up down his aisle. Then, oh, they're over in that corner. Listen to me. When David killed him, the other ones knew, whoa, 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 whoa. We can't handle him. You see, when you ever step out, that'll give you so much confidence and so much faith that you can even conquer the rest of your enemy. Somebody shout, there's more. Say, it's mine. It's my choice. You may be blinded right now, but I'm here to tell you as your pastor, your shepherd, I see something greater for you. You're some mighty individuals. You're so caught up in that same rut. Let me tell you, any of you saints who who wants this book, you got to buy it. I'm just going to tell you, but that's a revelation. I read a lot of books, a lot of books. That right there changed your life. Right there, I give you knowledge about yourself. 
And the problem with a lot of folks, you don't even know yourself. You don't even know how yourself works. I've been pastoring 38, going on 39 years. I've been preaching 41 years. And I'm learning more about myself now than I ever knew. Let me feel the same way. The, the Lord spoke this to me the other day. I was praying for the whole church, and I, I was pinpointing some. And the Lord, the Lord, Lord just spoke to me in my prayer. He said, ho, ho, ho. He said, you're preaching to everyone, and they have the same chance to listen to. Quit wasting your energy on them because it's them that's got to choose to move. If they stay there, that's their choice. So when we get together and we're having a couple fun and we're laughing and cutting up, you're over sad and down, you're not going to bother me because you had the same opportunity to defy the giant as me and my wife has had to defy the giant. You hear me? I'm telling you before God Almighty, there's more for you. Pastor, you don't understand what I mean. I may not know all what you're in. But I'm here to tell you for God, what I see, you may not see because of the, the challenge, the battle, the adversity that you're in. But I'm here to tell you, there's more for you. Let's lift our hearts and hands. The Lord's going to speak right now. He's already been speaking. He's a mighty God. Oh, he's already speaking. Come on, let him talk to you right now. He's in the room. I feel him. I see him working. If the Spirit's drawing you to the altar, come right now. There's some moving. Won't you follow the Spirit? Come quickly if He's drawing you. We pray today that this Word has blessed you, ministered to the needs of your life. Until next time, God bless you.